the Trump administration is suing Facebook over allegations that the tech giant discriminated against U.S. workers by creating recruitment processes that favor temporary visa holders, according to a complaint filed by the Department of Justice or the DOJ Thursday. The complaint alleges that Facebook created a separate hiring process for certain temporary immigration status holders, such as H-1B visa holders, and alleges Facebook did not consider U.S. workers for more than 2,600 positions with an average salary of about $156,000. That's a really nice salary, too. The complaint is the Trump administration's latest action targeting a big tech company. It follows a nearly two-year investigation and targets hiring practices between January 1, 2018 and September 18, 2019. Our message to workers is clear. If companies deny employment opportunities by illegally preferring temporary visa holders, the Department of Justice will hold them accountable. Our message to all employers, including those in the technology sector, is clear. You cannot illegally prefer to recruit, consider, or hire temporary visa holders over U.S. workers. Assistant Attorney General Eric S. Dryband of the Civil Rights Division said in a statement. A Facebook spokesperson said in a statement that while we dispute the allegations in the complaint, we cannot comment further on pending litigation. The spokesperson also said that Facebook has been cooperating with the DOJ in its review of this issue. The complaint alleges that when certain employees holding temporary immigration status at Facebook asked the company for permanent positions through the permanent labor certification process, the tech giant creates a permanent position that is only open to that temporary visa holder. For those positions, Facebook implements a recruitment process intentionally designed to deter, or deter U.S. workers from applying, including not advertising the posts on its website, not accepting applications online, and requiring candidates to mail in their applications, the complaint alleges. Not surprisingly, Facebook often gets zero applications for these advertised positions. And even when U.S. workers do apply, Facebook will not consider them for the advertised positions. Instead, Facebook fills these positions exclusively with temporary visa holders. Simply put, Facebook reserves these positions for temporary visa holders, the complaint alleges. The process differs from Facebook's general practices according to the complaint. Facebook typically uses a rigorous and competitive hiring process, including advertising the position on its website and receiving hundreds of applications, the complaint states. The suit is the latest legal battle facing Facebook. The Federal Trade Commission, FTC, and a group of states are separately planning antitrust suits against Facebook targeting the tech giant's acquisition of smaller apps, Instagram, and WhatsApp. The FTC and the state attorneys general are reportedly expected to announce plans for legal action soon. Check out 40inbox.com to master your money. Personal finance lessons and courses. Want to make money online? Learn the four steps to make money online in the description of this episode. Get a free stock worth up to $500 by joining Robinhood and linking a bank account. Automate your investing with Acorns down below. Get a small amount of free Bitcoin by joining Coinbase and investing $100 into cryptocurrency.
and we'll see you in future episodes. Feel free to like this, subscribe for more money news-related content. Visa and BlockFi partnered to release the Bitcoin Rewards Visa credit card, which is the first credit card to offer Bitcoin rewards. Now, it's about to get a lot easier to earn some Bitcoin thanks to the first-of-its-kind credit card, the Bitcoin Rewards credit card. While there are debit cards by Coinbase and Fold that offer Bitcoin rewards, this is the first credit card that rewards you with the cryptocurrency instead of points or miles. Visa and cryptocurrency financial tech company, or FinTech, Block Fi have partnered to release the Bitcoin Rewards credit card to U.S. residents in all states except for New York due to the regulatory restrictions in spring 2021. The card will be issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, and Deserve will be a technology and program management partner for the card. Cardholders will earn 1.5% cash back on all purchases that will automatically be converted to Bitcoin and placed into a BlockFi account every month. Since Bitcoin earned from card transactions is deposited into a BlockFi account, is regarded as standard crypto funding, and it can be withdrawn, earn interest, be traded, or used as collateral toward a crypto-backed loan. The Bitcoin Rewards credit card will have a $200 annual fee, but it can be offset in the first year thanks to the card's welcome bonus. You could earn $250 in Bitcoin after spending $3,000 or more on the card within the first three months from account opening. Additional details of the card rates and fees, like its APR and foreign transaction fee, aren't available yet. Existing BlockFi customers will, with funded BlockFi interest accounts can join the waitlist now. Now, before I continue, there's another way that you could get basically free Bitcoin, right? If you go into the description of this episode and join Coinbase, you could actually get a small amount of free Bitcoin by investing $100 in there into cryptocurrency. So technically, you could put $100 into Coinbase by joining down below into Bitcoin and then also get a little bit more free Bitcoin. Now, a good way to probably actually use this card to really invest into cryptocurrency, if that's what you want to do, is that since they gave, they will give you $250 in Bitcoin after spending $3,000 or more on the card, you can, in fact, actually use a credit card to fund a cryptocurrency account. Like you could actually buy Bitcoin with a credit card. So you could basically or technically use this card to spend $3,000 of basically that balance onto Bitcoin to then get extra $250 worth of Bitcoin. So technically speaking, you could technically get $3,250 worth of Bitcoin without actually using any of your own money. Now, the waitlist will be open to the general public in January 2021. So what is Bitcoin and how does Bitcoin work? Bitcoin, often described as a cryptocurrency, a virtual currency, or a digital currency, is a type of money that is completely virtual. It's like an online version of cash. You can use it to buy products and services, but not many shops accept Bitcoin yet, and some countries have banned it altogether. 
the physical bitcoins you see in photos are a novelty. They would actually be worthless without the private codes printed inside them. So how does Bitcoin work? Each Bitcoin is basically a computer file which is stored in a digital wallet app on a smartphone or computer. People can send Bitcoins or part of one to your digital wallet. And you can send Bitcoins to other people. Every single transaction is recorded in a public list called the blockchain. This makes it possible to trace the history of Bitcoins to stop people from spending coins they do not own, making copies or undoing the transactions. So how do people actually get Bitcoins? There are three main ways people get Bitcoins. One, you can buy Bitcoins using real money. You can sell things and let people pay you with Bitcoins, or they can be created using a computer. Or there's another option where people could just literally give you or donate Bitcoin to you. So in order for the Bitcoin system to work, people can make their computer process transactions for everybody. The computers are made to work out incredibly difficult sums. Occasionally, they are rewarded with a Bitcoin for the owner to keep. People set up powerful computers just to try and get Bitcoins. This is called mining. But the sums are becoming more and more difficult to stop to many Bitcoins being generated. So if you started mining now, it could be years before you actually get a single Bitcoin. You could end up spending more money on electricity for your computer than that Bitcoin would be worth. Now, a good example of this by what we mean by like mining Basically, you get basically your, uh, it's basically, you get a whole bunch of like RAMs. You basically get the computer processing powers all linked together, almost like a farm of computer processing. And you stick that in one area, you keep it cool, you run a whole bunch of electricity through it, and you hope that you get Bitcoin, right? Because there's countless of millions of people mining bitcoin every single day now i'm not going to get into like too much detail about it but basically your electricity bill is going to go through the roof because this is something that needs to be running 24 7 for you to get the chance of actually getting a bitcoin right like and also the best machines for this will either add up to like plus for like a good mining operation that could actually potentially get a profit out of it. Or you'd end up spending like five to 10,000 on a single device that's specifically used to mine Bitcoin that won't really return the money on it, right? Like you'd probably need like 10, 20 of those and it's not really worth it. It'd actually be better to use basically just getting like custom made, like the RAMs, like the computer processing powers all together using like really, really cheap stuff, but combined all together with a crazy mass amount of them to then mine for this Bitcoin. So just keep it in mind, unless you'd really know what you're doing, unless you really go down that wormhole, it is so not going to be worth it. Now, there are lots of other things uh, there are lots of things other than money which we consider valuable like gold and diamonds 
The Aztecs used cocoa beans as money. Bitcoins are valuable because people are willing to exchange them for real goods and services and even cash. So why do people want bitcoins? Some people like the fact that bitcoin is not controlled by the government or banks. People can also spend their bitcoins fairly anonymously. Although all transactions are recorded, nobody would know which account number was yours unless you told them. Every transaction is recorded publicly, so it's very difficult to copy bitcoins, make fake ones, or spend ones you don't own. It is possible to lose your Bitcoin wallet or delete your Bitcoins and lose them forever. There have also been thefts from websites that let you store your Bitcoins remotely. The value of Bitcoins has gone up and down over the years since it was created in 2009, and some people don't think it's safe to turn your real money into Bitcoins. You can check out Fortiumbox.com to master your money. Personal finance lessons and courses. Want to make money online? Learn the four steps to make money online in the description of this episode. You can get a free stock worth up to $500 by joining Robinhood and linking a bank account. And you can automate your investing with Acorns. And the cool thing about Acorns, which honestly is one of my most favorite apps ever, is that it just rounds up your everyday purchases and then automatically invests that difference, right, into things based off your risk tolerance, right? So if you're very conservative with your money, it's going to invest like that. If you want to take a little bit more risk, invest more into like individual stocks, it will do that for you. If you want to do index funds, it will do that for you. You can also get, like I said, a small amount of free Bitcoin by joining Coinbase and investing $100 into cryptocurrency. And really, this is just an added bonus to get some extra Bitcoin, right? Because the thing is, Bitcoin is going to go up and down in value, right? It's just the way it is. It's super volatile. You got to be pretty careful. You definitely don't want to put like all of your money into it like right now, basically when it's at its height at like around like 19,000 plus. You really want to be watching it and probably like if you are really wanting to invest into Bitcoin for the long term, what you're really going to need to do, right, is invest maybe like $100 every single month, no matter what, right? Or do like $500 a month, every month, no matter what. So that would be like a dollar cost averaging. And basically, because of how volatile Bitcoin actually is, like $500 could be very little Bitcoin in one month, or almost like a quarter of Bitcoin in another month, right? Like there's, that's just how volatile Bitcoin actually is. And basically all cryptocurrency is. It'll go through the roof, then all the way back down, then through the roof, then all the way back down. So, I mean, I mean, if you time it, you can make a lot of money, but just be careful with it. It's just super, super volatile. And we'll see you in future episodes. Millions of Americans are still hoping for a second round of stimulus checks to help them cope with the financial fallout of the COVID-19 pandemic. Meanwhile, the U.S. government is preparing to distribute vaccinations to the American public in order to put an end to the public health crisis. Now, one proposal aims to help both efforts by giving people $1,500 in stimulus checks in exchange for getting immunized. 
The idea comes from entrepreneur John Delaney, a former Democratic congressman for Maryland, Maryland, who also ran for president in 2020. The faster we get 75% of this country vaccinated, the faster we end COVID, and the sooner everything returns to normal, Delaney said in an interview with CNBC.com. Admittedly, the plan could face some hurdles. Congress has worked for months to come to an agreement on the next coronavirus stimulus package, and Republicans and Democrats are still at odds, even as 12 million people could lose unemployment benefits in a few weeks if nothing is done. More stimulus checks, once an area of bipartisan agreement, now seem to be off the table. At the same time, the Centers for Disease Control, or the CDC, met this week to decide who should be first in line to get vaccinated. Once the vaccines are approved, they will roll out to Americans free of charge, but some individuals may be afraid to take the newly developed treatments. See, here's the thing, right? They say it's free of charge, but technically speaking, the government's most likely going to be paying for it, which means that you are actually going to be paying for it. Because you got to think about it, okay? The government doesn't have any money, they have your money. So just keep that in mind that the reason why it's called free is because, technically speaking, they're not actually paying for it, you are paying for it. One Gallup poll found that 58% of Americans said they would get a COVID 19 vaccine. But that also means that 42% wouldn't get it. Public polling has found that whether or not to take the vaccine has become a political issue, which is discouraging, Delaney said. Now, to me, I think this is more than just a political issue. One, it is an issue in the sense that there could be some side effects, could potentially be serious side effects, depending on, you know, basically your situation, how unlucky you get. Because when it comes down to any sort of vaccine, you're going to get some sort of side effect. Now, it could be something that's like, oh, you know, your arm just hurts. Or it could be something that you are like in a coma. So. It ranges, right? Just with anything. Same thing with COVID. COVID ranges for people. So we have to create, in my judgment, an incentive for people to really accelerate their thinking about taking the vaccine, Delaney said. To be sure, those who are not comfortable receiving the vaccine would not be forced to do so. If you're still afraid of the vaccine and don't want to take it, that's your right, Delaney said. You won't participate in this program. But guess what? He added, you're going to benefit anyhow because we'll get the country to herd immunity faster, which benefits you, so I think everyone wins. To execute the plan, the government could create a system where people would receive a number once they were vaccinated. Once they entered that along with their social security number, they would receive a check. In the U.S., we already have measures to encourage people to get vaccines, such as requiring them in order for children to attend school. It's not like we don't pull levers to get people vaccinated, Delaney said. We do that now. Some other countries already reimburse people for vaccine compliance, Delaney noted. In Mexico, the government pays people to get their children immunized, and in India, one program provides food and household goods 
once kids are vaccinated. Sending Americans $1,500 in exchange for vaccinations would cost $380 billion, which Delaney admits is a lot of money. In comparison, the first stimulus checks sent by the government this year so far total more than $270 billion. The fact that Congress has so far neglected to approve second stimulus checks is tragic, Delaney said, and should have been given to Americans anyway. And again, here's the thing, right? Because people are basically under the assumption that this money is free to give, whether it be stimulus checks or anything else, right? Because when it comes down to it, you are still paying for this money. This is still all of your money. They're printing money, but it's technically going to be at the cost of your future money. So I guess it depends on are you okay with having money now, but less money in the future, or having no money now with more money in the future. I guess that's the way to look at it. And it depends on, you know, your situation, right? Because if you're doing okay right now, if you're not necessarily hurting for money, you'll probably want more money in the future. But if you are basically living paycheck to paycheck right now, or maybe not even having any money coming in, a $1,500 money now situation would obviously benefit you way more. So the cost of the next stimulus package is a source of contention between the political parties on Capitol Hill. Democrats are currently advocating for $900 billion as a starting point, while Republican leadership has said it wants something around $500 billion. Adding this new $380 billion might seem too expensive as lawmakers try to squeeze in ample funding for unemployed workers, small businesses, state and local governments, schools, and healthcare organizations. The thing is, you wouldn't need a stimulus check if you allowed basically every state to be open and have every business able to work so that they could continue the business. Now, obviously, you want to take precautions, right? Yeah, feel free to say that you got to wear a mask or please wear a mask, please do this, please do this to help make all the businesses be able to stay open without really any hassles. If that was the case, then that wouldn't be so bad because every business would be open. People would actually be able to make money, right? And they would actually not be worrying about, well, where is their next meal going to come from? Because the thing is, you can't keep printing money without basically devaluing the currency, right? And what are you going to spend money on if everything's going to be closed? So however, uh, tying stimulus checks to vaccinations would actually be the most effective strategy to stop the virus and thus curtail the need for other forms of aid, Delaney said. The faster we get 75% of this country vaccinated, the faster we end COVID and the sooner everything returns to normal, which means we don't need any more programs, Delaney said. And again, this is always under the assumption that you can trust the government to do something to the T, right? They couldn't get their whole mail-in votes down to the T, right? Which has caused this whole issue, right? They couldn't do the first stimulus checks to the T, which caused another issue, and they were giving money to dead people. So basically, it doesn't really make sense. So if you can only spend $400 billion, this is what you should spend it on, according to Delaney. 
The stimulus checks do not necessarily have to be $1,500, Delaney said. Other proposals have called for payments ranging anywhere from $1,000 to $2,000. Currently, there are no formal proposals on Capitol Hill to tie stimulus check eligibility to COVID-19 vaccinations. Delaney said he has fielded inquiries about the proposal from former colleagues on the progressive and moderate sides. Some experts are skeptical that such a plan could work. It's an interesting idea, said Bill Hoagland, senior vice president at the Bipartisan Policy Center and a former Senate staffer. It's a nudge factor. But that shouldn't be an issue than that decides on a stimulus check. If we're going to have stimulus checks out there, Hoagland said. In some ways, creating the incentive to get vaccinated makes sense, said Howard Kleckman, senior fellow at the Urban Brookings Tax Policy Center. But such an initiative could create unintended delays in delivering the money. Now that the CDC has said older people should get vaccinated first, that would also make that population first in line for receiving stimulus checks. Younger people, consequently, could potentially face a six-month wait, Kleckman said. In some ways, it's the reverse order for when you want to deliver stimulus checks for people, Kleckman said. More time would also have to be added on in general for the Treasury Department to verify that people have had their vaccines and cross-reference that with other requirements they must meet in order to get stimulus checks. It's always nice to be able to kill two birds with one stone, but in this case, I think the two birds are flying off in different directions, Kleckman said. It's going to be really hard to make it work. Check out 40 to master your money. Personal finance lessons and courses. Want to make money online? Learn the four steps to make money online in the description of this episode. Feel free to get a free stock worth up to $500 by joining Robinhood and linking a bank account. You can automate your investing with Acorns where they round up your everyday purchases to the next dollar and basically invest automatically on your behalf. And you can get a small amount of free Bitcoin by joining Coinbase and investing $100 into cryptocurrency. And we will see you in future episodes. Feel free to hit the like button, subscribe to listen to more money, business, news-related content. It's been a big year for the Aussie singer Tones and I. Spotify dropped their rankings for 2020 this week. And she has made some serious cashola. With over 2 billion streams, the singer has made an estimated $12 million in royalties from Spotify alone. That's enough money to buy Kris Jenner's brand spanking new mansion she purchased in Palm Springs. Or for $11 million, she could buy the OG Kardashian fake mansion from the TV show currently up for sale. When it comes to Spotify's rankings, The Weeknd took out the number one spot with his hit, Blinding Lights, with tones closely following with basically Dance Monkey. Roddy Rich, Dua Lipa, Harry Styles, Louis Capaldi, and more made up the rest of the top ten. So this is the Tones and I Instagram post that they ended up putting on. So you're telling me that a chick busking and living in her van wrote the second biggest song on Spotify, despite the teams of songwriters around the world writing songs on the daily and selling them as guaranteed hits to pop stars. Well, Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy.
Check out 40 boxcom to master your money. And we'll see you in future episodes about money-related and business-related news content. Stay tuned for more.